Welcome to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson. Kirsten and her guests are here to help you stop struggling with your own self-acceptance and teach you how to love yourself unconditionally. Now, here's Kirsten. Welcome to GTO Freedom for Humans, where we talk about the ways in which we as humans can free ourselves from suffering by practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion for ourselves. I'm Kirsten Johansson, your host, and I have a very fun guest um, with us today. Um, Before I tell you about her and introduce her, I'm just going to do a quick uh, catch up with everyone. If you've been listening to the show for a while, I've been keeping you informed of a couple of things in my life. Um, my insomnia journey, which I'm not going to get into today, other than to say it's going really well. It's going really well. Um, I'm averaging about six hours of sleep a night. And if you've been following, yes, um, I guess uh, Kelly is giving me a little, um, a little yay there. Um, if you've been following, the truth is that five and a half hours of core sleep can be just as effective as the eight plus that we're told we need. And so um, if you are working through some insomnia issues or some sleep issues, don't add the pressure of eight. Don't add that. Don't say, oh, I didn't get eight. So I'm not going to feel good or I'm not going to be able to be as productive today or I'm not going to be as alert or my brain's not going to work as well because guess what? Scientifically, that's not correct. Um in fact, five and a half hours of core sleep can make you pretty sparky. And so, you know, I'm celebrating uh, a little over six hours um, consistently over the last few nights. So um, I've been working on it for um, probably a little over a month and well worth, well worth the um, commitment and the devotion and the energy to resolving this problem that has been with me since I was a teenager. Um, and then the second thing, and this um, pertains to um, probably much of what um, my guests and I are going to talk about today. So I did want to update you on my situation with my relationship. I had told you um, while I was still in Malta, I'm I'm now back on the beautiful Oregon coast in Lincoln City uh, with my mom. And um, I had shared with everyone that I needed to end that partnership. And I was just looking back in my notes and I I ended it, meaning that I communicated that I would need to end it um, to my partner on March 20th. And then on April 21st, I left. I moved out of the flat that we shared together. Um, I found a place for my things. And I also found a place to return to because the life that I am creating, where I go back and forth between um, the Oregon coast and um, Malta in the Mediterranean is the life that I want for myself. Um, having a partner was was fun, and um, the love that we have and had together was wonderful. And um, you know, I was able to identify because I put myself first, truly first. Um, that even though I love and like and miss this person that it was not the right partnership for me, that the partnership was beginning to harm me um, in a variety of ways. And so um, I made that decision for myself. It is not what my partner wanted. Um, And during that last month that I was there in Malta, I did talk with you all about this. I went right to the grief right away. Um, I just started grieving right away and much to his dismay. I think he was a little bit confused about what he saw, um, which was fine because that's what needed to happen. 
And so what I want to say very quickly about that is that here I sit um, just a week or so from having um, left that life um, and being here in this life. I am not angry. I am not resentful. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much through the grief. You know, I have a, I have a few things kind of wash over me here and there, but because I went to work on that and allowed it and I didn't stay somewhere um, that was not right for me any longer than, you know, I really needed to in order to logistically um, get out of it. I'm not left. I'm not left with that, oh, that almost indelible anger and resentment that sometimes can follow um, the end of a relationship. So that's been quite a different experience for me. Okay. So that's my little catch up. Um, and uh, we're going to probably talk a little bit more about just this type of topic. Um, so my guest today, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll welcome her onto the show, um, is CK Collins. That's what she writes under CK. And now um, you're going to hear me also call her Kelly. Um, CK Collins, um, AKA Kelly was an award-winning publisher and owner of a hyperlocal news publishing company, Homepage Media Group in the Nashville, Tennessee area. She sold her company and retired from the industry in 2021. Believing that travel feeds the soul, I agree, and grows the heart and mind, Kelly embarked on a two-year travel sabbatical to begin writing about her amazing experiences. Her travel has included trips to Utah, the Grand Canyon in Arizona, Buenos Aires, Patagonia, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Cape Cod, Newport, Rhode Island, and a 30-day sailing rally from Los Angeles to La Paz, Mexico. In 2018, Kelly hiked the 500-mile Camino de Santiago um, in France and Spain, hiked a portion of the Appalachian Trail in New Hampshire in 2019, and hiked her second Camino in 2022 in Portugal. Kelly grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and is currently residing in Middletown, Rhode Island, while writing her first book in a four-part series, which is actually completed, The Swipe Right Effect. Kelly is very proud of her three grown daughters and their partners and travels um, to spend time with them as often as possible. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I love it. And I love... Um, I've been excited to be getting to know you. And so this will just be more fun. <laughs> Likewise. Um, and I did a little, sp a little spot on um, Kelly's show uh, yesterday, The Swipe Right Effect. Yes, it's the same as your book. True? Yes. Um, yeah. So you can, I think that's maybe going to air next week. So um, keep, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Check out, check out her podcast and keep an eye out for that guest spot that I did where we talked about um, releasing our resentments. Mm-hmm. Juicy stuff. <laughs> exactly. So Kelly, I was thinking it would be great to start by hearing, you know, some of your story um, and what brought you to write The Swipe Right Effect, um, which is about getting unstuck. Yeah. Well, I was stuck. <laughs> Obviously, that's why I had to get unstuck. No, um, in 2017, I had this big trifecta of change in my life. I became an empty nester. I, um, my 30-year marriage was ending. And because of the divorce, I had to sell my business, which I had owned for 10 years and had been building it and loved it. But it had to, you know, move on to someone else's ownership because of 
the asset split. I just didn't want it to get torn apart. And, um, and I needed to take care of myself too, after a 30 year marriage ending and six years of betrayal, you know, there was just a lot of broke in my heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was split wide open. So, um, so I stayed with that company. Uh, the new owners had me on for three more years and I had a lovely runway of, you know, that three years to figure out my what's next. And towards the end of that three years, I decided I was going to retire and take this travel sabbatical. And while I was doing that traveling, which was mostly solo, I, um, I started living a deeper and deeper gratitude practice. And I kept, you know, I kept, it kept coming up that my friend said this to me when I was having that really hard time. And it changed my life. Like it completely gave me momentum to go forward again. And, or it helped me see myself in a different way, you know? And so it was just reflecting on the advice and the the clarity that my friends had shared with me. And I it ended up turning into a book. I really wanted to share all of that wisdom and all of that love between in our friendships um, to go, I wanted to share that forward, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, the swipe right effect is about, you know, swiping right as in a dating app is about choosing someone. And I am suggesting you swipe right for yourself and choose yourself. And the effect of that is that you end up having the power to get unstuck. So, um, yeah, every chapter is, a piece of advice that was given to me. I share my story and I'm pretty boldly honest about the pain I was in and the struggles mm-hmm. I was having. And, uh, and then I interview the person who gave me the advice. And so it was, it was really cathartic <laughs> to, um, to share all of that, you know, uh, once again with my friends and then together be grateful that our friendship brought us this far. I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm yeah, I feel like I owe them a lot for having helped me heal. Our friends and our community, whatever your community is, are, you know, critically, I feel like just critically important. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, so it sounds to me like the, the folks that gave you the advice and that you ended up including and interviewing for the book, these, these are people from your life that they don't necessarily do that for a living. Um, right. No, this is, is that true? Strictly, yeah. Well, one of them that I met on the Camino in Spain, she was the first person I met and we walked together for a couple of days and she's in my book. She's one of the interviews. We stayed in touch and, you know, kind of followed each other on social media. And, um, but she was a psychotherapist out of Sweden. And so oh. just happened, you know, how lucky me on day one and two of a spiritual journey, I walk with a therapist, but, um, but she was the only one that had any credentials. Everyone else is just, it's their life journey and their wisdom that they shared with me. Interesting because I, um, I took a look at um, chapter one in your book and I was, I thought to myself, wow, she just came right out with the, cause she offered you some um, advice about something that you might do, which I think it would be fun for you to maybe share what that experience was. Um, and I was, as I was reading it, I thought, wow, well, 
(laughs) It's not every day you meet somebody for the first time and they say, Hey, why don't you do X, Y, Z? And and it changes your life. So hearing that she was a psychotherapist, that, that, um, that makes a little bit of sense to me. Do you mind talking a bit about what, like what that interaction was um, with her and where that took you? Yeah. Total game changer for me. So we were, um, again, and, and we met in France and then you walk up and over the French Pyrenees into Spain on the first two days of the Camino Francais. And, um, she literally was the first person I met and we ended up going to dinner that night in Bayonne, France and went to the, you know, we ended up, just turned out we were staying in the same hotel. We met on the side of the street just because pilgrims are easy to spot because you have on a big backpack. Okay. <laughs> so you automatically know they are doing the the pilgrimage as well. Um, and um, so about the second day, you know, we'd shared our story, our life stories at dinner that night. And so we dove in deep and I was like, wow, if everybody's like this open, this is going to be an amazing experience. And it turned out to be pretty true. But on day two, she said, you know, what do you, so what do you want to do with your new life? You filed for divorce. You're here to figure things out. What are you thinking? And I, I said, well, I know more about what I don't want than what I do. Mm -hmm. And she said something to the effect of, I, you know, I bet you do know what you want. You just need to spend some time thinking about it. And she said, have you ever done a vision board? And I said, no. And I rolled my eyes. (laughs) Right. Uh I had never done it. You know, (laughs) my friends had done it and I thought it was corny to cut out Mm -hmm. pictures. um, But I had heard people talk about, you know, it was, it was important to them. And so, I mean, I respected it, but I had never done it and I wasn't interested. And so I made a flippant remark, (laughs) something to the effect of, well, I don't happen to have a poster board or a cork board in my 20 pound backpack. So I guess I'll do that when I get home. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh-uh, nope. Take out your phone. I said, okay. She said, do you have an iPhone? Yes. Open your notes app. Okay. <laughs> she showed me where my notes app was. And the uh, result of that was, so she just started saying, write down words that, that represent what makes you happy. And so it was like, I love running in a new city. I love hugs from behind. I love being kissed behind my ear. I love, you know, um, Christmas. I like the true unwrapping presents. And and then she's like, okay, now write down things that you do that make you happy. And I was like traveling with my daughters, um, dating someone with a dog, even Uh (laughs) uh Uh, morning sex. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I just like, I was, pretty trying to be as open-minded as I could. And that, and that just simple thing that she told me to do the hint she gave me, Mm -hmm. I ended up sharing it with people for the next 38 days as I hiked the Camino and it got other people starting a word vision board. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was, it was, it was something that ended up getting paid, paid forward without me even trying. I was just so excited that I felt happy again the, just thinking about those things made me happy again. And I was pretty sad. <laughs> so yes, um, even just under- getting a little light into that I understand. Dark place, <laughs> yeah, was, was brilliant. And um, so, yeah, I, I, she's chapter one in my book because it's such a great place to start. Just words. You don't have to have magazines and scissors. You know, you mm-hmm. can 
And then later on, a life coach had me do, take those words and do more with it. And she had me write a story about my future. She said, well, you're a writer. So write me 500 words about your future. What does it look like? Give me places, times, things, objects, you know, people. And so I did. And, and almost everything but one has come true on that story. I wrote it last summer. And everything except one has come true. I ended up moving by the ocean. I ended up with my beach cottage. I ended up learning to sail. It's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing how law of attraction works. That is that is amazing. It is. I mean, I I do believe that we manifest what we what we think, what we envision, where we put our energy. So I find it really fascinating because I think that is totally natural, particularly when you've gone through something painful to know what you don't want, right? Because you're smarting from, you're smarting and hurting and from what has occurred. And you're like, well, I don't want to go through that again, but it can be rather mysterious in terms of what you do want. And I, I think it's, you know, while it's sort of something I call simple, but not easy because Mm -hmm. I'm, I suspect when she said, well, what, what do you, what do you want? Did that come easily or to you, or was that a, was that a, a shift that required a little bit of like effort in order to make that? Yeah. She said, she gave me a few prompts, like, how do you like to be held? How do you like to be touched? Things like that. Oh, okay. So the prompts really did help. And, and she, um, and now with, when I have people do it, I say, think with action words, you know, think verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's propelling you forward into the vision, into the future. Mm-hmm. Because there is um, there is a strong attachment to doing, mm-hmm. you know, to to doing to propel yourself forward toward what you want. Right? Hope without action, uh, it's hope, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can. You can result. sit with hope, but you'd rather take hope and run with it. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd rather have hope and then realize that hope, which requires, yeah, waiting and hoping, not so effective. Right. Hoping, hoping and acting, um, yes, much, much more effective. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming up on a break. Um, before I take us out, can you let people know where to find you and where to find your book? Yeah, my website is cckollins.co. And my book is available on Amazon and the workbook will be available on June 1st to go with it. Fantastic. And we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to Freedom for Humans and we will be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at giraffetangooctopus.com. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, and we um, are speaking with C.K. Collins, Kelly Collins today, about the swipe right effect and the power to get unstuck. And um, we're going to share a few more tools with you um, that Kelly used in her own process and that she writes about um, in her book. I just wanted to say a word. We were talking before the break about a vision board. Um, and as I was reading some of your book and also um, listening to you today, it brought up this memory. I was at a, a 12-step retreat. Um, and this particular, I've been in a number of 12-step recoveries. This particular one was for food. And um, somebody brought a bunch of old magazines and materials to do you know, vision boards, basically. Um, and so I, I, I love, I love, a an art, an arty crafty, uh, kind of activity that will, that definitely appeals to me. And I think there's a couple of things. So as you mentioned before the break, you don't have to cut stuff out of a magazine. You can, you can do it in your notes. You can use Pinterest. You can do, you know, you can do any, you know, whatever resonates with you, but this was old school. This was an old school cut stuff out of magazines and glue them situation. Um, and boy, I went and sat and just everything else disappeared. And I was so engaged. I was, you know, you're doing something with your hands, you're, you're in your imagination, you're in your heart, you're looking for images or words that like resonate with you. And so, you know, I'm, I'm there and I do my project and, and in the course of that, sitting in the quiet, you know, with other people, with community, but not really speaking, I realized that I had some dishonesty um, in my recovery program that was pretty, um, it was hurting me. Um, you know, dishonesty, dishonesty in any form is pretty hurtful. Um, and particularly when you're not honest with yourself. And I, like, I exposed that. I got, I got completely honest with the entire room of people that were at this retreat. And it, was born out of this just time that I took to do a vision board. 
and to kind of really commune with myself. Yeah, um, that's powerful. Yeah. So I just want to, I, I, that memory popped up into my mind and I wanted to share it briefly because um, I do think that if, if you are listening to this and you're rolling your eyes, we both understand <laughs> the vision board. I roll. However, how, however but, and however um, it can be, I think a really powerful tool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I want to ask you about, um, it's hard to, it's hard to pick one thing to ask you about, um, (laughs) because there's, there's all, there's some other tools. Um, and I also am really interested in your solo travel, which I think we can, we can get at with one of the, um, tools that I'm going to suggest we talk about. Um, but as I looked through, um, you know, kind of your 10, your 10 tips, um, let's talk about the self-love mantra. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. Well, my um my sister-in-law when I she was one of the first people I told that our, my marriage was over. Um is really hard to tell family especially because there's just no going back after you. Yeah. Expose betrayal and expose that it's over. And um I went and I told her and I was really needing her to help me get to my brother without me having to go to my brother's office because he's my financial advisor. So I was like, help me, you know, corner him here at the house mm-hmm. so I can talk to him. And um, but so much more ended up coming out of that conversation. She was very supportive and um, she was shocked and, you know, but and but she was she did everything she could, which was listen and hug me and love me. Um, and later mm-hmm. that day she walks into my office and shuts the door and sits down and she hands me a bag, a gift bag. And I open it up and it's a bracelet that says, I am enough. Mm. And she tells me the story about her friend whose husband had cheated on her multiple times. And finally she said, I am enough and I am more than enough. And this should not be happening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not Okay. Yeah, she, you know, she believed in marriage and monogamy, and she tried to do it. So what that taught me was that I needed to be saying that to myself. I don't think I had ever looked in the mirror and said, "You are enough." I really don't think I had ever focused on loving myself. And so I understand after fifty was I fifty two at the time, fifty two years of not bothering to do that for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. And so I, you know, it was just I like, know. It's like, what the heck have <laughs> I been doing my whole life? I was so busy loving everyone else and being a mom and being a wife and a good daughter and a good sister. And that I, I hadn't looked in the mirror and said, man, you've done a lot with your life and I love you and I'm proud of you. And you're, you're, you're enough. And so it, but I was hurting so badly and I had been made to feel like I wasn't enough. Right. Um, you know, by him cheating. Mm-hmm. And and so it it had had to be a turnaround for me. So I really want people to understand that it's it's highly, highly important to love yourself. And especially if you're divorced or you're in a breakup and and you're out there single again, you have to love yourself before you can truly let someone else love you. And I have learned it the hard way. 
And, you know, but it's, it's just something I need people to know. I, I, I can't talk about it enough, but it can be simple, you know, and I highly recommend the self-love mantra and meditation, but, and I think I am enough. I love myself. Um, I have given myself a great life. You know, there's so many beautiful ways to say it and it's uncomfortable at first, but once you realize your life is going to be overall better and so is everyone else's life that is around you, yes, uh, it's worth it. The uncomfort, mm-hmm. <laughs> the discomfort is worth it because you do get used to it and, and it's just really an important part of every day. It, indeed. And, you know, I think it's interesting that m- I think many of us and there are many people listening who have likely not looked in the mirror, not said, I love you to themselves. Mm. It does initially feel awkward and strange and maybe a little silly and like, <laughs> well, I've heard this works, but I don't know. This this feels this feels silly to me. I think, you know, I think that part of the reason that that is true is that we are not socialized to do that. We're socialized to work harder and be better and meet certain standards and ultimately to apply a certain degree of self-criticism, believing that that will propel us forward and make us quote unquote better. And the idea that we don't have to be better, that whatever we are, who we are truly is intrinsically valuable and lovable and that we don't have to do anything to or be anything other than what we are to earn that love or earn that acceptance it flies in the face of yeah. how we're conditioned right and yeah i i think tapping into what you just said the the whole i don't have to fix anything i don't have to change myself I need to be who I am. And if you don't love me for who I am, then you don't. It doesn't always feel good, but you, if you love yourself, that is going to be a lot less of a hit. It's going to be a lot less of a shock. If, a, if a, something breaks in a relationship and that person doesn't love you anymore, if you already love yourself, mm-hmm. then you don't feel rely. You don't, you don't have to rely on that other person's love. Exactly. You're strong enough within, and we all are strong enough. We all have the choice to love ourselves and we all need to be doing it. <laughs> it is ours for the taking. It takes practice. It does to shift, uh, to shift that conditioning. And one of the keys, and you kind of mentioned this um, in your story is that when, if, if you don't love yourself, ultimately that, that sometimes is a sign that you don't actually know yourself. Yeah. That you're cultivating an image, um, but that image is based on what you think you have to be or what you think you have to do in order to be loved or be accepted, et cetera. But that's not actually you. And so when you do love yourself first, the way you show up in a relationship is different. And so I think that then um, informs even who you might end up having a relationship with changes. Right. Yeah, because you're you're fully showing up as yourself, not right. who you think the other person wants you to be. Not okay. I'm going to put my best little, you know, dating facade on. Right. No. No. Yeah. 
Um, Catherine Woodward Thomas in her book, Calling in the One, she talks about, um, she has you go through this exercise where you list 20 things that you want in the, in the person, your, your one, your person that you're going to find okay. that you're manifesting. And so, you know, or just make a list, an exhaustive list. And then she's like, okay, narrow it down to five. And then she very bluntly says, now go be this to mm-hmm. be the world. Mm-hmm. Be So I had empathetic, uh, kind, love of travel, you know, and, and my five were, I was like, okay, I'm pretty much all the way there. But Mm -hmm. now that she mentions it, maybe I could work a little harder on these two things, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe define for myself, what does it mean? Love to travel? Does it mean I'm retired and I travel all the time? Or does it mean I love it and I'll do it with you when I can. <laughs> right. You know, because I'm retired. Well, I was. Now it's like full-time book mode. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's like you kind of think through those things, you know, love yourself, figure out who you are, put that out into the world and you will attract it back to you. Yes. And, you know, just a word for anybody who um, might be ultimately suffering as a result of betrayal. Um, so we've met, we've mentioned that I've talked about it on the show for anybody who listens to this show, you and I have not dissimilar histories in long-term relationships where there was betrayal that occurred over a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was, I mean, it was five years for me of, you know, real, I guess, real quote betrayal, Yeah, but it was occurring the whole, there was some version of it occurring the whole time. Um, that just sort of culminated in, you know, right. Actually having intercourse with other women. I'm just gonna be clear here because sometimes I think about betrayal, like, okay, they, they actually had intercourse with another human being. Um, but in, in digging into that, um, you know, there were other forms of betrayal that occurred over a, a very long period of time. Yeah. Same. And um, yeah, thank you. Six (laughs) years. Yeah. yeah, And it's such a, it was such a shock. Yeah. It's It's uh, shocking. It, it alters your memories. For sure. Right. It makes you question everything you thought you knew or believed about your relationship, the other person Mm -hmm. and ultimately yourself. Right. Um, And I found, I mean, I, I landed in, in sort of my darkest place as a result of that experience and, and the relationship ultimately ending, which is kind of also what brought you to this, um, you know, the kind of the things that we talked about um, in the beginning. And it does, um, I found, um, because I did not love myself. Um, I did not purely. I was really driven by self-hate, which is conditioning. Um, right. in, in an inner critic and a voice of doubt and, and perfectionism and all that stuff. Um, I found that because I did not have a solid self-image and self-worth and self-love based on my own beliefs about myself, that the way that I was treated by the other person, I mean, it laid me open. It was like being laid open and having my guts completely scooped out. I know. I mean, right. it's physically devastating. Oh, it, mentally, obviously, <laughs> but it's physically devastating. And I mm-hmm. and I think I look back and I think, gosh, what was my body going through during that time? And I was healthy. I was a, ran half marathons all the mm-hmm. time, and um, I was healthy. But I I wonder, you know, like long term results of that 
two or three years that were just so much pain, like so much your pain. body is just, you know, uh, reacting to all of that pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes you wonder like, uh, yeah. what benefits would come from moving through it more quickly, which is my goal. I want to help people move through it more quickly. Here's the tools. Don't take four years finding all the tools like I did. Right. <laughs> Here's a book with all the <laughs> tools in them. Let's move it along for you. Fast track, fast track. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, everybody recovers in their own time, but if you have the tools, it's certainly easier to move faster and preserve your health and your, your mental well being and yes, just recover. Yes. Well, and I would say too, I, you know, we talked on your show when we did your show yesterday, we talked about resentments and I would say Mm -hmm. that, you know, this type of situation where you're betrayed, that is, that is the stuff that resentments are, are made of. Right. And holding on to that, holding on to anger, holding on to a belief that you were treated that way because of you in -hmm. some way that, um, it, it can keep you from, it can really keep you from recovering. Um, it can really stick, you know, as you say, it was keeping me from recovering. It, me it too. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's hard. So hard. Oh boy. It, so yes, I just wanted to call that out and, you know, for everyone who's listening, who might be dealing with, um, you know, the end of a relationship for any reason, but discovering infidelity in your relationship. And if you're, if you're going at yourself, um, about the way that someone else behaved, someone else behaved the way they behaved because of them. Um, it, Amen. It, right. <laughs> it is not because you are not good enough or not handsome enough or pretty enough or thin enough or all the things we think we need to be right in order to be right. in partnership. It's not because of that. It, it's not because of that. Right. So before you move on, move on and move into other relationships, find that self-love and find that true belief in yourself so that no, no matter what somebody else says, you know, you, you know, your heart, you know, your soul, you know, where you want to go and you start walking towards it. Yes. And so, um, you say, I am enough. I am more than enough. Um, I say a variety of things I say there and I speak to myself in the, you, so I say, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, you know, everything is as it's meant to be. Mm. Um, you are worthy. You are loved. You are lovable. And I literally say before we want to take us into break, um, when I'm really, I feel like I've mm, maybe just not been practicing enough of that kind of a mantra to keep me centered. I tell myself, I love you as many times as I need to, in order for it to actually sink in. And I imagine how I feel when I say that to another person, when I am Mm -hmm. feeling real love for another person. And I say that to them, I turn that toward myself and give that to myself. And it's so weird that it's so much harder to do it for yourself. No. Wow. I love that. That's powerful. Very powerful. Yes. So, um, love yourself, everybody. Um, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Freedom for Humans, and we will be right back. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. 
Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at GiraffeTangoOctopus.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and we're here with CK Collins talking about the swipe right effect. Um, and how to get unstuck and how to ultimately choose yourself. That's what, uh, that's what it's all about. So we were going over some tips um, to get yourself unstuck. And we had kind of talked about the, you know, sometimes the kind of catastrophic effects of infidelity in a relationship or just the end of a relationship, particularly when your, your self-image, your self-worth, your self-love is maybe not um, you're not practicing that yet. Um, and so how devastating that can feel. Um, and I thought I wanted to move on to a couple of um, Kelly's other tips um, to get unstuck. And one of them is this will look different a year from now. Uh, Kelly, tell us more about that one. So my friend, um, Allison, who I met on my second Camino, which was in the Portuguese Camino, and um, she's a yogi. So she had all kinds of amazing. We did yoga. She made, first of all, she led us in yoga every morning, which was really cool. Mm. I met her on my first day and walked the whole thing with her and two other ladies. Um, but she was, when I interviewed her for the book, um, it was because she said this, you know, this will, what if he moved on with someone else so that you could go? and do something completely different with your life. What if this happened because your life is going to get better, not right. to destroy your life. Right. 
And then when I interviewed her, so that's, that was the conversation. And I remember thinking, I know she means this in love, but it kind of hurts. It hurts. Mm -hmm. I don't like how I'm feeling when she's saying this, but I absorbed it and I, and I just sat with it because I knew she loved me. I knew, you know, I knew that this was, and this is a sacred Camino space. Like this is said in love. Um, and so when I'm interviewing her, uh, this past fall, I said, so you gave me that, that those words and, um, what were the words that someone gave you? What other words has someone given you that's changed your life? And she said, her best friend said to her when she was going through her divorce, which <laughs> unfortunately another betrayal yep. and, um, um yeah. and her best friend said that to her, this is going to look different next year. Nothing is permanent. Not even when we want it to be mm-hmm. is something permanent. Everything changes all the time. You, but you have to move, you know, you have to move yourself forward and, you know, you have to make changes, but, and then she said, you know, this is not only is it going to be different a year from now, it's going to be different a month from now. It's going to be different a week from now. It's going to be different a day from now. Not, this is temporary. This pain yes. you're feeling is temporary. The situation is temporary. Yep. And she said she never forgot it. And it just, it stuck with her and she would share it with people. And, you know, especially as a yogi, she comes across all kinds of people are healing. Cause I mean, I was, I went straight to yoga when everything happened. I knew I needed to release the pain somehow, you know, running mm-hmm. wasn't enough. I needed to get into a spiritual place. But, um, so anyway, that's, that's the, the short, sweet little story, but, but it works, you know, and use, help other people with that. You know, now that you've heard it, use it in your own life, but also share it with other people that you come across that you're trying to help get through a hard time. Everything's temporary. Everything is temporary. Yes. The idea that, that a challenge that we're experiencing or pain that we're in, it can feel permanent. And we sometimes our brains tell us it's never going to get any better. Um, that's simply not true. It is, it's mm-hmm. not true. And cultivating the thought that it's never going to get any better can keep it, uh, keep it happening for longer than it needs yeah, to. Keep you stuck. Yeah. It can keep you stuck. I mean, so igno- I think there's a couple of really important pieces of that. Just telling yourself this is, this is going to be different. This is going to be different. This can be different tomorrow. Yeah. This can be different. I can feel different tomorrow. I can think differently tomorrow. Life will be different tomorrow because it is. Yeah. <laughs> human human life and human beings are the epitome of temporary. Right. And and realizing that you are the catalyst for it to be different. Exactly. The sooner you make a move, the sooner you make up your mind that you want to be happy again and you choose yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it's gonna it's just gonna get better exponentially faster. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the manifesting, I think, that you talked about with, with the vision board. I yeah. you know, there was a book that was really important to me and it really set me on a path. Um, I've talked about it a lot on the show. So be like, yeah, we already know about this book. Um, but it's called, it's called, uh, regardless of what you were thought, what you were taught to believe there is nothing wrong with you. Mm. Um, 
And it's about freeing yourself from self-hate, which, which for me was the secret sauce um, to changing my entire life. And there's just a very simple diagram in there that in, you know, kind of shows what it's like to live in a cycle of self-hate. Then it shows that you begin to do some awareness work and that eventually you experience a rebirth. And I hung on, I, I hung on, I, I have a picture of that little graphic on my phone that I took a picture of it. Um, and then I would return to that graphic Wow! and I would think I will be reborn. I don't know when, I don't exactly know how, I don't know what it's going to feel like, but damn it, I am going to be reborn. And that is, you know, that is what happened for me. So when you, when you talked about, um, kind of sent setting those intentions and writing your future story and, and the vast majority of those things coming true, I think the more specificity you can use is helpful. And even if you don't know exactly, you can still envision something for yourself and sort of keep your eye on the prize in a way so that Right. You, you know that what you're doing is propelling you towards something that is that is different and and better for you. Right. And I did. I agree. Putting a timeline on something, giving yourself a deadline, you don't have to think of it as a deadline. That's just sorry. That's my news background. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a timeline with which you will accomplish something is it's, it's also very powerful. So, I, you know. You can't really say, I'm not going to feel like this by tomorrow, but you can do other things that bring you, you know, do positive things in your life so that Mm -hmm. the focus has shifted. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it can happen as soon as tomorrow. (laughs) You just got to, you got to make up your mind to do it. Right. Like you, you could say tomorrow when my anger comes up, I will do X maybe that's. Mm -hmm different from maybe the way that you might, maybe you're spinning in anger today um, and you're, and that's causing you to suffer, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can make a commitment to, to do something. You you can't necessarily always control your emotions and what flows through you, but you can make a commitment about what you want to do tomorrow that might be different from what you're doing today. Yeah. It's can be as simple as put on some music and some words, songs that you know, the words to, Uh dance around your kitchen and sing as loud as you can. There's no way you can be in the spins while you're doing that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So we have a few minutes. Um, we have a few minutes. It always goes so fast. So I w- I don't want to forget our housekeeping. So I'm going to take care of that now. And then we'll end um, talking about um, one of my other favorite ones. Um, so Kelly, tell everybody once again, where they can find you and where they can buy your book. I, my website is cckollins.co.co and, um, on social media, I am CK Collins author. So it's everywhere. (laughs) There is a different Kelly Collins author out there. That's why I did the CK Collins. Um, and she is a romance novelist and I am a nonfiction writer. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) There's a big difference, (laughs) but yeah, most of everything, excuse me. Everything except Twitter. I'm CK Collins author. So love for people to follow me. I also have a YouTube channel where I have videos to uh, help people. I'll be doing my podcast 
on YouTube, as well as um, all of the major outlets, Spotify and Apple and, and, and. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. And you can find me at giraffetangooctopus.com and across social media at GTO Coaching. Um, okay. So in our last couple minutes, um, one of the other tips is try something new to bring yourself out of a funk. Um, and I picked this one because I, this is, I've found this to be quite uh, effective. So in our last few minutes, let's talk a bit about that and what some of the new stuff was for you. Well, I, I mean, within three months or four months, I guess, well, within three weeks, I had decided that I was going to hike the Camino. There was several things fell into place. I was, I got signs like big flashing signs <laughs> that I should go on the Camino. So I trusted my intuition and I did that. So that, that really propelled me forward to try a lot of different things. Um, but before I even left on the Camino, I got on meetup app and I was like, okay, what do I like to do? I like to hike. Okay. I joined three different hiking groups and mm -hmm. uh, found one that was really cool. Like they only did night hikes. And so you have a headlamp and it was just really fun. It was kind of cool to be meeting people and not, you'd see what they look like at the beginning of the hike. And then the rest of the time it was dark. And um, so that was fun <laughs> and strange. But um, I also found I, I, my ex did not like to dance. And so I found some dance lessons uh, for free on Meetup in Nashville. There were salsa lessons um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights at three different places. And I went every night just because I didn't want to be home alone. Mm -hmm. But what that did was it got me meeting people who didn't know me. They didn't know I was getting a divorce. They didn't know I was sad. And it allowed me to just kind of be free in a new situation where there was no people looking at me like, oh, poor Kelly and poor, it's so sad. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just, just me and nobody knew anything else. And so yep. that was really freeing and it was beautiful. And then after I retired, I did that travel for a year. And I think all of these things gave me the confidence to, I, I wasn't even afraid. I, everybody kept saying, are, are you nervous? You sold your house, you gave away everything. And I was yep. like, nope. I'm excited. <laughs> so I, I believe in solo travel. I believe it heals and it certainly opened my heart and my mind to all the different cultures. It was a beautiful experience. That is wonderful. And, um, in our, in our last moments, I just want to say that I also did some meetups, mm -hmm. um, that were really super helpful to me. Um, I joined a bowling league. I, I went to these choir, these like right on the spot choir events where we learned the song um, and recorded it on the same event and some women's um, hiking. Um, and I also traveled solo to Belize. And so I, I just want to put a positive pitch in there um, for really doing something different, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone um, to help yourself um, get unstuck. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It has been. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you heard something that is helpful to you. We love making this show for you. Uh, love yourself, free yourself, be yourself and dance your own tango. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope we have helped you learn to love yourself unconditionally and accept and celebrate everything that makes you, you. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. And in the meantime, dance your own tango.